Welcome to Tuesday, listeners. Each Tuesday is all about the socialists, and we welcome back the Australian editor extraordinaire, Chloe Reid. Hi, thank you for having me. It's good to see you again, Chloe. You too. Have you had a nice week? It's been good with the Easter break, and I know a lot of people have had a break. How was your break? Yeah, good. Lots of chocolate for kids, uh, and I got to go and start sewing some new jeans for me and my husband, so that was good. New jeans for both of you? Yes. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> I've got a pattern where, for him, it's traced off a ready-to-wear pattern, but I tend to use the Morgan Jeans instructions, and then yes. I'm making myself Morgan Jeans at the same time. But I use, a, I use my mum's old Singer sewing machine for top stitching, and so once it's out, it's like, right, now make all the jeans, and then put it away again for a bit. So. Good idea. That's really clever. Okay, so to rev us up today, Chloe... What's happening in the world of socialists this week? There's quite a few things, actually. There's, first, I thought I'd tell you, if you haven't seen it already, about the post that would have come out last night, Australian times. We post at 7am Eastern Standard Time. So for us in Australia, that's kind of 10 at night, 9 at night, something like that at the minute. Yesterday's post was on, it was an interview with Layla from Muna and Broad, which is a relatively new company who specialise in patterns for plus size women. So they, their pattern range starts at a 46 and a half inch hip and goes up to, I can't remember, I think a 71. And then if you fall outside of their size range, they will also then design patterns for you so that nobody misses out. So the interview is really fascinating and just well worth a read. The thing that really struck me about it was that Layla, who runs the company with Jess from Fat Bob and Girl, she sewed ages ago for her job. So she trained as, I think, a costume designer. And then she didn't sew for a long time because she kind of got over it having done it for a job. And then she literally got back into it in May of last year. So between May of 2019 and now, she's gone from kind of not sewing at all to discovering Kirby Sewing Collective and different patterns that were out there. And now she's got her own pattern company. So I was kind of blown away by that a bit. Correct me if I'm wrong, if Layla was doing costuming a while ago and then she stopped, was she a friend of Gillian's from way back as well? Is this the same Layla? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that's, okay. that's Kirby Custom Bride. She was one of the founders of The Socialist. Mm-hmm. Um, so different Layla, but yes, I can see where you went with it. So it was just it's just kind of a fascinating thing. I thought following on from talking about Gabby's posts that we spoke about last week was that one of the things she talks about in our interview is that the way that they grade their patterns is not linear. And so when you're plus size, you have, I guess your body has different shapes that are not quite so easy to grade. You know, they're kind of, if you look at the pattern, you get quite a lot of uh, the lines just go out kind of quarter of an inch or half an inch for every size. And so, yeah, I just thought that was quite interesting and, and well worth a look. It sounds like a lot of thought has gone into the range and where the shape changes need to be, but in making sure that it fits the person. And all of us, I think, would kind of be able to conceptualise that in terms of, I know that when I put on weight, it goes first around my stomach and my arms stay the kind of same size. So it's not a linear thing. The grading from the sound of it, the grading of their patterns reflects that. Great. Oh, that'd be really good to get across. Yeah. So we've also got a post, which is one of our community posts, which is kind of asking for your input this week on sewing secrets. Uh, And I think we could probably have titled it Sewing Dirty Little Secrets because it's about the things that you do when no one's watching or the things you don't do when no one's watching. A surprising number of us seem not to press anything ever. So yeah, that's just a bit of fun one. And we, we usually get quite a good response from people who say, oh, I never do this. I just do that. And sometimes there's actually some really good tips in those, even though 
kind of the traditionalists would say, or you can't do that, you know, you can't sew with your pins or you can't sew without ironing everything first. Yeah, it should be good. I mean, ironing just takes up so much time when you're trying to do something for a deadline. That's right. And it's literally the only time I iron anything. So, uh, yes, I'm All right. not a lover of ironing. <laughs> and then Friday's post, I think, is one that will challenge some people and possibly strike a chord with others. So we talked, I think, a couple of weeks ago about how we'd posted about sewing masks. Yes. So we had a, we'd had a post from Amelia, who's one of our temporary editors, who's a scientist, about why you might sew a mask and to some degree do they work, but also what you would consider when you were sewing a mask and a link to a couple of the patterns. Obviously, the health advice on that keeps sort of shifting a little bit over time. It, it so does. Quite a lot of countries are now saying you should probably wear a mask when you're outside, even if you're not sick. And other countries are not yet saying that quite so wholeheartedly. But one of the things that we discovered as we were chatting in amongst ourselves, actually, during last week was that there's actually quite a lot, a growing sense of anger about people being asked to sew masks for kind of healthcare professionals. Mm. I think particularly in the United States where you have for-profit hospitals who've been laying off staff, you know, like nurses because they're not making money because of the coronavirus crisis and a lot of their surgeries and things are elective, which have all been cancelled. Yet at the same time they're asking people in the community for free to donate their time to donate materials to look after the staff in those hospitals what we've done is annie who is jillian's sister she's annie b nitz on instagram she kind of started the conversation and realized actually a bunch of us were doing it some of us weren't doing it but we're feeling guilty some of us were doing it but we're feeling resentful and so she's brought kind of how we're all feeling together into a post and we're really interested to see whether the broader sewing community you know, which bits of the post do they connect with and how people are feeling. And I've seen that discussion happen across a few different sewing community groups. Yeah, that's a good one to look forward to. It is, and it's kind of a an interesting part of this whole phenomenon is somebody in the post talk, talks about how there's a slightly patronising air to the news articles, you know, because it's still sewing is seen as a gendered thing, mm-hmm. that there's kind of, oh, nice ladies are helping out by sewing masks kind of vibe to it all which really grates on those of us who don't feel like they're nice ladies. (laughs) And there's a little bit of that also, I think, in the, been a lot of articles about how suddenly everyone's gardening and suddenly everyone's baking, as though it's a little bit twee to decide to make things with your hands or to express yourself in this time through creativity or to do something like gardening that you might not previously have had time for. And so that, that whole kind of vein in the, in the news reporting at the minute is really, certainly it's making me feel a bit uncomfortable uh, and obviously some others. Mm. And I know that in previous times when we've been going through these sorts of issues in the community, the press tend to do that. When I've seen it happen before, you know, people going back to crafting, Mm. it's always derogatory or condescending. And I agree that, you know, it makes me feel uncomfortable too when you read those sorts of stories. And it's a very kind of, it's a very temporary perspective, I think, on things. So one of the interesting discussions that's happening at the moment is the degree to which the world will change because of this experience. Hmm. And my personal take on it would be if more people come out of this remembering that they like to sew, remembering they like to knit their own food, making their own bread, then, then we've won something, right? Exactly. So that's going to be Friday. And then next week, just before we talk again, we've got an amazing article from someone who is, I think, originally from Germany, but has lived in Japan for a long time. 
and she's, I don't know what word it is, but she's a kimono maker. She's won competitions for it and she's certified as a, a maker of kimonos. So that's something that's coming up that's uh, a little bit different, but also equally fascinating. So that's going to be our week on socialists. It sounds like a really full week and such varied articles too. Yeah, we still try and balance it out a bit because it would be easy it would be easy right now to just sort of make every post about masks or people doing good for each other in this own community and those things. And we need, I think, a li- at times a little bit of just something different. And so, oh, look, here's an article about someone who makes kimonos and how she came to do that. Or tell us your sewing secrets that you've always never told anybody. <laughs> You're not your sewing teacher. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it'd be really good. It'll be really good to see all the feedback that you get for all the secrets that people give, that'll be something to really look forward to when that gets collated and written up. We might talk about the best ones of those next week, I think. That'll be a bit of fun. It will be. I'm looking forward to that. That's great. Thank you for having me. Well, look, thank you for updating everyone about what's happening in Socialist this week and things to look for next week. No problem. Have a good week. You too. Thanks, Chloe. Thanks, lovely listeners, for catching up with us at The Daily Podcast to get your latest socialist news brought to you by Chloe Reed.